All Year I Dream About Gaming Conventions. Welcome everyone to All Year I Dream About Gaming Conventions, the podcast you didn't know you needed about Gen Con, Origins Game Fair, PAX Unplugged, and beyond. I'm your host, Quarex. And I'm your other host, Ben. All right, so Quarx, last episode, we were talking about some Gen Con prep, and we were talking about the prep, whether you were first-time attendee, casual attendee, or, uh, you know, a, a hardcore attendee. For this episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about Gen Con prep that doesn't matter whether or not you're in one of those groups. It's pretty universal. So first off... It's going to be August, just about anywhere where you are. August is pretty hot. One thing that I, th- you know, attendees need to realize is that it, it's going to it's going to be warm, but you're also going to be in air conditioned areas, so you probably also want to have the appropriate clothing for inside and outside. Outside, it's going to be hot as heck, and you're you know you're going to be sweating if you're wearing long sleeves. But inside, it may be pretty cold, especially if you're in a in one of the small rooms with AC getting pumped in. With that, another thing that's absolutely necessary is deodorant. Please please bring deodorant. Please bring some deodorant and throw it in a bag. I remember one year I smelled myself and there was a little a little ripe and I was running a game and I said, pardon me for a moment. I put on some deodorant and the group was like, thank you. And I'm like, I'm trying to be the change I want to see in the world. That's a fact. I'm not too proud to admit I didn't know that deodorant and antiperspirant were different things when I was younger. <laughs> I would just kind of use them interchangeably. I'm I'm aware that people are capable of smelling things that aren't there. So, you know, on some of the deodorant days, I was probably like, I swear this isn't working, but I put on deodorant. Like, where's the problem here? This is clearly I'm imagining that I smell bad. Yeah, I wasn't. So I have some sympathy for people that that get it wrong. But, you know, I learned when I was like 19. So, you know, figure it out. It's fine. You also want to bring other toiletries with you. You'll get certain things like body wash and shampoo, typically at your hotel. But toothbrush, toothpaste, mouthwash are things you probably want to have packed away with. Cash. Johnny Cash? Hello, it's me, Johnny Cash. One thing that you still hear people that are just like, everyone takes credit cards now, you don't have to worry about cash. Okay, that's basically true. I'm pretty sure there are still some people that have occasional trouble with their point-of-sale credit card machines. There are definitely some booths, including the auction slash consignment store, which is a pretty big deal, that give you like the full discount of the credit card fee if you pay in cash. That can add up if you are the kind of person that shows up with those Gen Con Hall pictures of, like, a hundred board games that they came home with. Cash is only ever useful at conventions, as far as I'm concerned. I'm a person who goes around with credit card. I think only once have I ever had an issue with uh, someone trying to run a credit card, and it was the first day of the convention. You know, you you can get away without cash, but certainly not a bad idea to have some on hand. Snacks and drinks are another thing that are, are pretty critical for anybody who's attending Gen Con. Girl bars, Quest bars, protein bars, things like that are a great way to get a, just a quick boost of energy when you start to flag. A couple of years ago, especially around the time where masking was required, I was bringing applesauce pouches and yogurt pouches, which are a great way to shoot a bunch of calories into your face pretty quickly. 
you know, a, another another good thing, a lesson from my kids. But also, uh, you know, water, sports drinks, things like that. If you're going to drink sugary cola the whole time, you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> uh, you, you need to make sure that you're appropriately hydrated in this August weather and with all the sweating that you are bound to do. Make sure you bring a water bottle, have some sports drinks, know where you can find some of them if you need them. Maybe have some on hand regardless. And then lastly, you know, there, there are some pretty critical things that you, you need to have. Your badge and your tickets. Gen Con gives you an option. They'll mail you your, your, your badge, your tickets. And at this point, most people, unless you haven't bought a badge yet, the decision has been made already. You can also go through Will Call. And there are pros and cons to both of those. I have always used Will Call because I'm not going to accidentally leave my badge back at my house. Mm-hmm. It's at Gen Con waiting for me, and I need to wait in a line for it. But also, if you're going through Will Call or you're, you have a hotel room, you're going to need, to need to have your ID with you as well. And you probably want to have you know at least one credit card or, or debit card on hand for the times where you can spend, buy things with your card or when you need to go to the ATM to get cash as well. So you mentioned masks. Now, of course, uh, they're not required this year. But, boy, when we're recording this, there's those Canadian wildfires going on. And uh, I got an email at work like, hey, who needs N95 masks? I was like, oh, this takes me back. Good times. Between the fact that you may end up needing them for uh, entirely unexpected reasons this year. And depending on who you're gaming with, some people might be wearing masks and it'd be nice if you did. Or you might not want to catch con crud. Because I don't know about you, but yeah, I didn't get sick for like two and a half years straight when wearing a mask everywhere. So that was fine by me. If you do need medicine because you get sick, or if you don't get sick, you still might want to have medicine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, or you have prescription medication. Like, don't True. forget your prescription medication. There, That's not at will call. Yeah. <laughs> There's, I mean, I guess there... There's CVS and Walgreens, which is kind of a will call for your prescription medication. <laughs> but you know that involves your doctor calling in a prescription to, you know, mm. trying to explain to your doctor why you're in Indianapolis and why you need a uh, need, you know, your your potentially life saving medication. Bring some stuff along. Yeah, seriously. Over the counter drugs as well. Like if those of us who are oh, getting yeah. older may take in a leave if we know that we're going to be walking a very you know, we're going to walk 20,000 steps in a day. Maybe, maybe helpful as well. Yeah, the con clerics, like, you could still maybe find somebody to just, you know, give you some over-the-counter pain relief. But they were asked to stop advertising that they had <laughs> drugs on them. So, you know, it, it might be a little harder to find than, like, five years ago. In addition to that stuff, we want to talk a little bit about bags because bags are, are pretty important. Um, True. They, they are a great way to get stuff from point A to point B, and there are various ways that you can deal with it. I am a person who flies to junk. I, mm -hmm. I live about 12 hours drive from the convention, and I can get on the rocket bus to Indianapolis and catch a direct flight, and that takes me about an hour and a half, or I can sit in a car for 12 hours and point my two-ton death rocket towards downtown Indianapolis and hope I don't get into an accident. My choice there is to fly. When you're flying, 
you want to try to think about what you have for your carry-on bag, what you have for your personal item, if you can get checked bags. Quite commonly, we'll fly Southwest. This year, again, I'm flying Southwest, so I'm going to get two free bags as well as my carry-on and my personal item as well. Nice. But also, sometimes you're on the opposite side of that, and you're flying an airline that rhymes with Lyric, and you don't have <laughs> yeah. a lot of bags because you're getting nickeled and dimed for anything mm. beyond your personal item. You may want to consider the amount of stuff that you have that you're going to be bringing along with yourself. And if there are ways to try to minimize those bags. Quarks, you have an interesting anecdote about this from another convention. Yeah, we talked about this earlier. Was, when I went to Dragon Con last year, I was looking at Lyrit Airline tickets. And it was like, if you bring any bags, yeah, you will charge you all the money. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Hey, I have a big pocketed vest. So I stuffed all of my clothes into my pocketed vest and put like some snacks in a messenger bag and was charged zero dollars. And they put me in the big seat up front because I refused to pick a seat because that would also have involved spending more money. So yeah, basically I won. I won the flight last year due to and from Dragon Con. <laughs> Quarks, you drive most years, yeah? I do. Yeah, even when I lived in Seattle, I ended up driving. That was partially because I had family to visit, and I was starting a job in Delaware that fall. Jesus, what a year that was. Oh. But anyway, yeah, so I've driven up to like four days to get to Gen Con. How mm -hmm. was all of Montana? That was, I guess, Monday. was. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah, I started at the eastern side of Washington, drove, and I made it to the eastern side of Montana. No state should be allowed to be an entire time zone by itself, but, you know. There's also Texas. But when you're driving, what do you think about in terms of planning? Honestly, unless you have a really big car, you can still run out of space. Just trying to bring, like, snacks, plenty of clothes, too many clothes, admittedly. And in this case, stuff I was selling at the auction, I literally didn't have space to put my child in the car last summer. So I had to be like, uh, can someone else drive my child to the thing I need to go to before I leave town? Thanks, because uh, my car can't afford the space for a child right now. You, you don't need that much stuff. I learned some lessons that year that just bring literally the amount of clothes for the number of days you're going to be there. You're not going to do many outfit changes, maybe some extra socks, whatever. But, you know, just be reasonable. Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta figure out what fits in your vehicle right and then you're gonna probably buy stuff so yeah you're gonna want some space man think about it unless you want to ship a bunch of stuff back via so UPS, some people but, do. i mean yeah. at that point why not just order the games from the, from the <laughs> company online and thank right. them thank them for showing up at gen Con so you can try out the game exactly yeah Another bag. You're walking around the convention center. You're walking around different areas. You got books. You got games. You got stuff like that. You want to have a backpack or something like that that is going to fit what you have and what you need to, to go around so you can easily move around the convention center and get to your different events. I mm -hmm. uh, past couple of years, I've used a pretty pretty big backpack. I may be switching to a slightly smaller one as I'm scaling back the amount of books that I'm carrying around with myself, if I can help it. But, you know, a backpack for that is pretty pretty helpful to have. Yeah, I've actually had some fairly compelling arguments that you should use like a non-standard carrying part of your body for something you're going to have all day at a convention, like a fanny pack if you can stomach it, or a thigh pack, which I didn't know was a thing until I was reading advanced Gen Con tips. But yeah, if it's somewhere you can strap it that you don't normally have heavy things weighing on you anyway, it can actually not feel as bad at the end of the day. Mm. 
talking about bags, you're in the dealer hall, you're buying stuff. Mm-hmm. You want a bag to carry your purchases around. Now, some a lot of times you can find that somebody who you buy something and they'll give you a plastic bag or something like that. But then the yeah. the, the purchase will not start. always. Yeah, they'll start to pick up. So sometimes having a plan for how to deal with that is good because eventually it's going to get too big, and yes. you may need to you may need to repatriate your uh, purchases. <laughs> Briefly, so you can return to the dealer hall and further engage in a capitalism. Yeah, I one year brought a poster tube, thinking I was a genius, because in the past I had bought posters, and how do you carry a poster in any bag that you have? So I was like, I am prepared. Uh, I have bought zero posters since the year I first started bringing a poster tube, so I, uh, <laughs> I stopped. But if you are the kind of person who's going to buy a certain shape of thing and it's hard to put in a normal bag, you should probably uh, plan planning, you know. Get a thing that will fit that thing and have it with you. Last thing, not quite a bag, but uh, certainly a, a, a big help, is a badge wallet or something like that, where you it's something oh, yeah. you can throw around your neck. It's going to hold on to your important stuff. You can stick your, you can stick some cash into it. True. You can put in your paper tickets that you have, and oh, it's yeah. around your neck, and it's really hard to lose. Stuff Auction falls bitter up. card. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> Lastly, Quarix, what are some other resources that folks can use if they if they're looking for tips, uh, other than this cool show that they should definitely recommend to all of their friends? Other than this show, you know, I I'd, I'd never thought of it. Uh, thinking quickly, okay, well, I guess there's the official forums. That's a place which to go. Are yeah, they are still active. For a while there, in like the late 2010s, it really looked like they were just going to give up on the forums. But something about the pandemic made people start using the forums a little bit again. So, you know, they're still there. There is an official Discord, of course. Though it's only open half the year, so you need the unofficial Discord, I guess, if you want to chat about Gen Con the rest of the year. Most people's favorite seems to be... Like the fans of Gen Con Facebook group. There's actually other ones too, but that's the the really big one. And anywhere you go online that people are talking about games, tabletop variety anyway, they're going to be talking about Gen Con somewhere on there. So, And I've read all of these places, by the way. This is... I've, I've looked at... <laughs> I just read about Gen Con a lot. That's... What can I say? I mean, it's almost as though you dream about gaming conventions the whole year. All year. So with that, the end of this episode... Uh, next episode, we're going to talk about getting into indie and getting around indie. Greetings from the end of the episode, weary traveler. Perhaps you would like to examine my social media wares, all gathered at linktr.ee slash dreamaboutgamingconventions. We sell everything from Instagram to Facebook to YouTube. Soon we may have whatever tip jar the kids are using these days. All music for this episode was composed by Quarex. Except for Adidas, courtesy freemidi.org. All editing for this episode was by Ben.